Hello, and welcome to First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin's online worship service, where we gather virtually and in spirit every Sunday morning. We are a spiritual community dedicated to a free and responsible search for truth, meaning, and beauty. I'm Chris Jimerson, Minister for Program Development for the Church, and I welcome each of you to our service. If you're visiting with us, I especially want to welcome you. There is a link if you scroll up on Facebook and a link in the comments that will take you to our online visitor form. If you would fill that out, we would love to know more about you. Also, if you have the ability to do a comment, please say hello and let us know from where you're watching the service. We come from a long tradition of seeing a spark of the divine in every person. Let's connect those divine sparks now, either by greeting each other in the comments or by simply sensing the heartstring connections that bind us together. This is the flame we hold in our hearts as we strive for justice for everyone. This is the light we shine upon systems of oppression until they are no more. This is the warmth that we share with one another as our struggle becomes our salvation. Today's call to worship is a responsive reading called We Travel This Road Together by Tess Baumgartner. Reverend Dr. Baumgartner uh, has been an ordained UU minister since 2003 and has served churches in New England for about 10 years before becoming a hospice chaplain. Uh, Sage is going to read the plain text of the of the uh, reading for us, and then I'm going to read the italics, and I invite you to join me in the response to Sage's reading. And that is going to be, We Travel This Road Together. From the busyness of every day, we gather once a week to remember who we are, to dream of who we might become. We travel this road together. As companions on this journey, we share the milestones we meet along the way. Individual moments of joy and sorrow become shared moments of comfort and celebration. We travel this road together. We share this journey across differences of belief and opinion because we value diversity and because we care for one another. We travel this road together. Today, as we take the next steps, let us notice our fellow travelers, the burdens that they carry, the songs that inspire their hearts. We travel this road together. As we gather in beloved community, let us open the holy havens of our hearts. Let us share the sacred places of our souls, for we are pilgrims who share a common path. We travel this road together.
One of the things that helps us maintain a sense of connection at First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin, even as we're not able to gather together for worship in person yet, is to have a common purpose. For this church, that common purpose is our mission. We hold it in our hearts throughout the week, and we say it together every Sunday. Let's do so now. Together, we nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice to build the beloved community. Jan Richardson is an artist, author, United Methodist minister, and the director of the Wellspring Studio. When asked well the, where the Wellspring Studio is, she always responds, wherever I am, there it is. Our meditative reading today comes from her piece, A Blessing for Traveling in the Dark. Go slow if you can. Slower. More slowly still. Friendly, dark, or fearsome, there is no place to break your neck by rushing, by running, by crashing into what you cannot see. Then again, it is true, different darks have different tasks. And if you have arrived here unawares, if you have come in peril or in pain, this might be no place you should dawdle. I do not know what these shadows ask of you, what they might hold that means you good or ill. It is not for me to reckon whether you should linger or you should leave. But this is what I can ask for you. That in the darkness there be a blessing. That in the shadows there be a welcome. That in the night you be encompassed by the love that knows your name. This is the time in our service where we center ourselves together. We breathe together. And breathing in and breathing out, we sense those heartstring connections that allow us to turn virtual space into beloved religious community. We breathe in and out. In and out. We follow our breath to a deeper place inside. A place of greater wisdom. A place where that divine spark calls us toward our journey. And breathing together, we enter into a time of sacred silence together. Breathing in and breathing out, let us enter that time of sacred silence now. have some music now during which I invite you to continue your meditative breathing and if you wish to light a candle representing sorrows, joys, remembrances, 
hope's resilience. There is a story attributed to ancient Africa about an explorer venturing across the lands of Central African countries. Only his porters accompanied him. They each carried a machete in their hands and they made their way through thick vegetation. He had told them that their aim was to keep going at any cost. If a river appeared, they would cross it in the shortest time possible. If there was a hill, they quickened their pace so as not to waste a single minute. But then one day, all of a sudden, the porter stopped. The explorer was stunned. They had only been walking for a couple of hours. So he asked them, Why have you stopped? Are you already tired after such a short time walking? One of the porters looked at him and said, No, sir, we are not tired. 
It's just that we've been moving very quickly, so we have left our souls behind. Now we have to wait for our souls to catch up with us again. I don't know about you all, but for me, after the past many months of the pandemic and hunkering down and everything else we've experienced, it does sometimes feel as if I need to slow down. Like I need to let my soul that I've been sometimes forced to leave behind catch up with me. We have been on a journey together, a different path we were all forced to take after the pandemic broke out. And yet, we are still here. You are still here. The church is still here. You have persisted. I've never been as impressed with superheroes and their almost magical superpowers as I am by day-to-day folks. Day-to-day folks such as those in this church who take what comes except when the journey must turn to a sometimes much more difficult path. Folks who face challenges and do their very best to take care of their loved ones and themselves. Folks who, even in the face of a journey made much tougher by life circumstances, try to contribute in positive ways for others and their world. And you all have done exactly this during the pandemic You have cared for loved ones and yourselves, tried to contribute in positive ways, and you have persevered. Folks who lived alone through the long days of sheltering in place found ways to reach out and connect, ways to sustain yourself through those long days. It hasn't always been easy, has it? We've all had moments of being too hard on ourselves. But you are still here. And because of you, this church is still here. You are my heroes. Well, now it seems our journey may well be changing course again. With many of us now vaccinated, some folks have begun to be able to socialize again, travel and visit family and loved ones, and return to many other day-to-day activities in life that were restricted or just not possible for so long. And as we think about reopening the church building again, it may well be worth considering what this new phase of our journey together may end up looking like. Of course... We'll have to plan our path in the midst of a lot of unknowns. So sometimes it may feel like journeying through the shadows, like in the poem Bear read for us earlier. That's okay, though. The shadows allow us the gift of rest and can be a source of great creativity. Seeds have to germinate in the darkness of the soil before sprouting new life. The caterpillar becomes a butterfly only by spending time in the darkness of their cocoon. So I'd like to share with you some things we know, as well as some we don't know. Please be assured, though, that our senior minister, Meg, and our reopening team members will continue to evaluate our situation as we go along. So our current hope is to be able to reopen for worship on the first Sunday of September. One of the unknowns is how the Delta variant of the virus might affect or even possibly delay this. 
current plan is also for this next path in our journey to have live music, including our choir. However, again, at least in part because of the Delta variant, we do not yet know if we'll be able to sing hymns together, at least at the very beginning. But you know, Brent and Katrina came up with some terrific music videos during our time of holding virtual worship, so we may sometimes be treated to pre-recorded music embedded with one of those wonderful music videos. Also, during our time of doing virtual worship services, we have had people from all over the state, country, and even the world join us. If you're one of those folks, we want to continue to welcome you. We'll offer multiple platform ways of attending worship and other church activities, live streaming our services each Sunday. And we also want to offer these multi-platform services and options for folks who may be in a very different place than those of us for whom everyone in our household has been fully vaccinated. Folks who have people in their household who have not yet been able to get vaccinated or who face higher risk due to immune conditions may be more comfortable participating virtually, at least for a while. We're exploring technology to try to make remote attendance as rich and immersive as possible. For religious education, a committed but dwindling group of volunteers has kept our Sunday morning religious education classes going throughout the pandemic. We don't have enough volunteers to resume classes in person, though. And in the past, our education program has relied heavily on members with children to lead the children's classes. But this has been a very, very difficult year and a half for these folks. If a few other members are willing to volunteer just a little of their time on Sunday mornings, we're hoping to provide outdoor gatherings for our children too young for the vaccine and indoor groups for our middle and high schoolers. Now, as we think about entering this next road on our journey together, here are some things of which we may need to be aware. Several folks have mentioned to me that as they have gotten vaccinated and ventured out into person, in-person social interaction once again, it has sometimes felt awkward at first. They found that their social skills had gotten rusty after all that time sheltering in place. That's not surprising. It's normal. It's natural. Let's forgive ourselves and others if it happens. And likewise, for online church gatherings, it's not really been possible for folks to break into multiple smaller conversations without totally leaving our main Zoom room. However, this will be possible when we're sitting with others at a table in Housen Hall. And at least one person has told me that the first time that happened with them at a table in a restaurant, it felt very strange and uncomfortable. We can try to anticipate things like this that may happen and thereby be better prepared to handle any initial discomfort. Likewise, I've had folks who had been very, very extroverted before the pandemic tell me that they have come to value alone time after having so much of it for so many months. If someone seems more reserved than you remembered them having been, know it's likely not at all about their relationship with you. And even after we reach the point where masks may not be required, 
also know that there will likely be folks who are more comfortable continuing to wear them. Folks are also going to have differing levels of comfort regarding physical contact and distancing when we first come back together. That friend who liked to hug in the before times may not be comfortable with it now. Because of that, we have implemented a system, even for our outdoor gatherings, to help remind us of a social skill many of us were never taught. Asking permission before initiating physical contact with someone else. We're asking folks to wear a colored bracelet at church gatherings. Green symbolizes fully vaccinated and hugs are welcome. Yellow is for elbows only, still being cautious. And red means no contact. Please stay six feet apart and no exceptions, please. This will help us respect one another's boundaries. And even after we have hopefully left the pandemic far behind and put away the colored bracelets, may we still remember to seek that permission. We often don't know of trauma in another's background that might be triggered otherwise. So we can try things like, it's great to see you. May I offer you a hug? And then be willing to gracefully accept whatever their answer might be. Or, rather than extending your right hand, which sets an expectation of a handshake for the other person, maybe we can try something like, may we shake on that? Or if that's not comfortable, how would you feel about an elbow bump? Again, then gracefully accept their response. Finally, over the past year and a half, many, if not most, if not all of us, have experienced stress, anxiety, trauma. At times, we have had to set aside processing these emotions to care for our loved ones or just to complete the tasks of daily life. Sometimes we may not have been consciously aware of the depth and strength of them. That's okay. These two are normal and to-be-expected responses. The thing about which we want to be aware, though, is that sometimes these emotions can come out in strange and unexpected ways on the exhale, when things seem to be getting better. Let's be on guard, then, against them showing up when we begin to come together in person as shortness or out-of-covenant behavior with one another. And if these things sometimes happen, let's forgive ourselves and others and move forward in good faith. So, that is a lot to think about as we approach the possibility of a new path on our journey together. There's a lot that is still unknown. Things may be different than in the before times. We may sometimes experience uneasiness over our changed world. That's all right, too. Like in our poem earlier, we can go slowly. We can take our time. We can learn as we go. We can allow ourselves to make mistakes sometimes and move forward together to learn from them and create new and better choices. Though we do not yet know all of its contours, as our hymn today says, we can let love guide us on our new path together. 
I certainly don't know what all lies ahead of us. I will travel with you, though, as will our senior minister, Meg, and our wonderful church staff. And my heroes and beloveds, I will be sending you this wish, taken from the end of our poem earlier, as we go. This is what I can ask for you. That in the darkness, there be a blessing. That in the shadows, there be a welcome. That in the night, you be encompassed by the love that knows your name. Let there now be an offering to support the mission and ministries of this church. If you scroll up on Facebook or go to austinuu.org, you will find a link to our secure online contributions page. In the drop-down box, you can choose where you would like your contribution attributed. We extinguish this flame, but not the light of truth, the warmth of community, or the fire of commitment. These we hold in our hearts until we are together again. Come and go with me to that land. Come and go with me to that land. Come and go with me to that land where I'm bound. Come and go with me to that land. Come and go with me to that land. Come and go with me to that land. you peace. I send you much love. This is a production of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, go to our website at austinuu.org.